0: We want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're grateful to be here. I am glad to be here with my family. That's all of you. <laughs> and to me, I feel very privileged to be able to uh, stand here and be able to spend time with you all and to be able to call you my brothers and sisters. And uh, so I'm just very, very, um, very grateful to the Lord for this opportunity. Uh, my prayers is that you were all blessed by the by the message that Brother Tanks was sharing with us. And my prayers is that we will... Uh, Give heed. Some of you, you know the background and different things like that. Uh, but we're grateful to the Lord for His power to be able to change lives and to be able to help us. You see. And uh, I pray that you all caught what He was saying. That because He was walking in unbelief in His marriage it was stopping the Lord from being able to heal his marriage. And you know, the whole time we can be looking on the other side and saying, well, if you change, then the marriage will get better. And the Lord is saying, no, if you have faith and love your wife as Christ loved the church, then I'll come in and I'll do what, what I wanna do in it, you see. That's the thing about when you enter into covenant with people, if you're down, you're, if one of you down, you're both down. Does everybody understand? In God's mind, you're the same individual Does everybody understand that? And so uh, nobody get divorced because of what one person did. (laughs) Does everybody understand that? It ain't just one. You see that? That's something that we have to keep in mind. So we were blessed by that. I'm glad glad that uh, he shared that. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. there. We're going to read uh, we're going to read verse 6. We'll read verse 6. I want us to think along these lines here. Let's read. It says, But without faith it is impossible. Everybody read that there. Without faith, it is what? Impossible. Not possible. Not almost, you know. Or oh, it would be hard. It is impossible to please him. Who is him? God. For he that cometh to God must do what? What? Believe that he is. In other words, that he is God. If you go to God, you ought to believe that he's God. Why, why go to him? You know, nobody goes to heaven with the mindset of just in case heaven and hell is real. I'm, I'm going to try to believe in God. You don't go to heaven with just in case. You don't serve God just in case. Without faith, it is impossible to believe God. Then he he goes more into detail about what he's saying there. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. In other words, that he is God. You got to believe that first. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, let's think, think about that. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Does everybody hear that? Now, that, that means God gets no pleasure out of you when you don't have faith. Does everybody understand that? That God is not pleased with you when you don't have faith. It, everybody understand that? In other words, you can't serve God without faith you can't live for him without faith because nobody's ever seen him. So if you don't have faith, how do you know he exists? We're not talking about, well, maybe, just in case you, I'm going to try to halfway serve you just in case you really exist and I have to stand before you on the judgment day. I'm going to go ahead and serve you. You better know he's real. Does everybody understand that? My wife got him fixed breakfast for me this morning. And uh, when she was doing it, I was, I was in the bathroom. And her mindset wasn't, wasn't, well, you know what, just in case I have a husband, I'm fixing breakfast and sit it here on the table, just in case. You know how she knows she have a husband? Because she has a relationship with me. We talk. I don't wake up every morning asking her, are you still my wife? Okay, so we can move on then. Then dinner time, you still, we still together? Okay, so we can move on then. Everybody understand that? We have our marriage license up on the counter, on the, on the shelf, and in our, in our, you know, and we don't need to go and look at it every day to know that we're married. We just believe we are. We got married in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We don't have to call them every month or every year to check on, check in with them people at the clerk's office to make sure that we're still on file there. We believed it the day of. And it's been that way ever since. Everybody understand that? And that's how you have to be in your relationship with God. Lord, I just believe that you are God. There have been plenty of times in my life since I've been living for the Lord that I've done things that were contrary to God's word. Some of it willingly, some of it unwillingly. You know, there have been times I just made, I just did what I wanted to do. Okay, Lord, I know what you're willing, but I, I, right now this is what I want to do. And, and, but, you know, I would repent and, and I wouldn't beat myself over the head and I wouldn't put myself in hell because of it. Everybody understand that? I would just go on. Okay, Lord, forgive me. I, 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 it, it was something on the inside of me that wanted to, that, loved that more than loved you. I need, Lord, help me to make better decisions. Help me to go on. Help me to follow you with my whole heart. And I just move on. Amen. And if you're not careful, you can fall into the error of Moses. Lord, I'm unworthy. I can't talk right. The people ain't going to accept me. I'm messed up. I'm jacked up. I've made all kinds of decisions. My life is a mess. If you go to God, you have to believe that he is. In other words, he knows you're jacked up. That's why he want to be a part of your life. If he thought you were him, he wouldn't have anything to do with you. Everybody understand that? that he, he, he's a doctor. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous. <laughs> To repentance I come to call sinners does everybody understand that and so when he come knocking on our door it's because we need him so he, 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 he enters into this covenant with us knowing you jacked up it's, go, it's got a whole lot of stuff I want to share with you but you ain't even ready to hear it yet Teach, your teachers your first grade teachers you think they didn't know algebra you think they didn't know calculus? They knew it, but they stuck with one plus one with you. Let's get this first. And when you move up, you're going to be surprised at how much you end up knowing before you graduate high school. But right now, this is where you are. Let's stick with the basics. Let's get this in you first. Everybody understand that? And so when you go in, when you went into your first grade class and you saw your teacher's degree hanging on the wall, you didn't get discouraged. I, can't, you, I know you know more than what you're saying. Why don't you, you? Everybody understand that? No, I'll get it in time. And when we enter into a covenant with the Lord, that's the way he is with us. Everything I'm going to show you just over time, but you need to pass this first. Let's get beyond that. Everybody understand that? So you don't, you don't go to God in first grade with a 12th grade mindset like, well, Lord, just dump it all on me. And if you don't, then I'm not saved. Or dump it all on me, and if you don't, then I feel like I'm out of the loop somewhere. You see, no, God says, no, you." I I know where you are, and that's how I'm going to deal with you for now, because this is what you're able to handle, you see that. God wants us to understand that. So it says, without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Everybody understand that? That he is God. So that means we ought to know something about faith. If we know that we can't please him without it. That we ought to know what it is. Does everybody see that? I think it's very, very, very important that people know what faith is. You don't have faith if you're backing out every other day. Does everybody understand that? You you don't have faith if you can get discouraged easily. Faith don't look at circumstances. It does not. Everybody understand that? There have been plenty of times I didn't feel like a Christian. Does everybody understand? There have been plenty of times I didn't feel like a Christian, didn't feel like a preacher, there have been times people have talked about me, some of it were lies, some of it was true. Uh, I, I had to push all of that out. Everybody understand that? So being a Christian and being a believer is not how you feel, It's what you believe. If your Christianity, your salvation came by how you felt, then what what is it, what did you feel in the beginning? If you base your salvation on how you felt, I had this feeling like the Lord just came and poured His love water on the inside of me. If that's what you're basing on, you know what's going to happen. As soon as you lose that feeling, where's the love water? I'm thirsty, and you don't. You're not getting it. Then I'm not saved anymore. Does everybody understand that? That's the reason why God wants people to mature. (laughs) <laughs> you move past the feeling. God might bless you with a feeling. You, 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 you can't hardly help it. If the Holy Ghost is somewhere around, you're going to feel him. But then there comes a time when we have to walk it out. Amen. It ain't about how I feel. Everybody understand that? And you know, if, for those of us that might be struggling with that, you'll be, be the same way in your marriage and your relationships. If you don't tell me you love me every 30 minutes, that's it. Everybody understand that? <laughs> so God is here to help, us to help us to grow up. I'm telling you, how many of you know what I'm talking about now? you be that way in your marriage. If, if you're that way in your in your relationship with God, if God got to come and pour his 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 love water on the inside of you and stir it up where you just lift it up off the ground with it, uh, you know, uh, you know, God got other things to do besides coming to you and, and trying to make up for the, your lack of faith. Does everybody understand that? and if you're not careful you'll be the same way in your marriage in your relationship okay uh, husband when you, we first got married you were telling me how much you loved me you were you know bringing me flowers every day and writing me little love letters how many of us were doing that love letters little love notes I love you I can't wait I can't spend time with you you the best thing ever <laughs> happened to me you know falling asleep on the phone <laughs> you still up That's that's fine for the beginning. And that's what we all are. We want all we want that love and feeling. If I, you, know, you know, especially and it, it gets worse, it's worse when you've already been in something raggedy. You know, when you've already been in a relationship that was raggedy, and then this new person, you know, and here, and the truth be told, every new person is gonna be God sent to you. Every new person is going to be who God sent for you. You see, because it's all everybody understand that. Now, if you've been in as many relationships as I I have and you've, you know, been around the world and all those things, then, you know, every relationship starts off like that. Nobody start off arguing. They all start off thinking and thanking God for sending you. God knew what I needed. (laughs) <laughs> At the right time, you see. <laughs> and what's happening is people going off of feelings. They really just need to sit down somewhere and heal. But they're going off of feelings and then what happens is, uh, just over time, you get used to one another, you're no longer talking all of that as much as I love you once a day instead of, you know, every, every hour. Everybody understand that. You sit right on side of each other. You might not hold hands every time you sit right on side of each other. But you know what happens? It's because your your relationship moves from feelings to faith. You're coming home every day. That's a good thing. Everybody understand. And so what happens is people carry this into their relationship with God. They want all the time. They want God to give them Everybody understand that? And so, if we know that it's impossible to please Him, then it's important that we, without faith, then it's important for us to know what He's talking about when He's talking about faith. Let's go to the fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians. the 5th chapter of second Actually, let's back up to the 4th chapter of, of second Corinthians. We're going to start We have this choice, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet what? Not distressed. We are perplexed, but not what? In despair. Persecuted, but not what? Forsaken, cast down, but not what? Destroyed. He was sharing what was going on. Everywhere they went, people tried to kill him. Just they were being talked about being just trying to, you know, people trying to discourage them. They were going through all of that. But listen, he said, we're not destroyed. Everybody see that we are not in distress. We're not worried about what it looks like naturally. Verse 10, always bearing about. In the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. Everybody see that? He understood that this, all of this that was going on in their life, that was contrary to happiness, that was part of God's plan to keep their flesh crucified. Look at what he said there. Always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. This is all a part of God's plan. Suffering. The stuff we go through in life, it's all to help us to crucify our flesh. It says that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our bodies. Everybody see that? Verse 11, for we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, death worketh in us, but life in you. We have in the same spirit of faith. Everybody see that? According as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore... We speak. Everybody see that? Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up, up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you <clears throat> for all things or for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish Everybody see that? Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us. Everybody see that? Your affliction works for you. Working, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Chapter 5, verse 1, For we know the earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved. We have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. Everybody see that? Does everybody understand what Paul is saying there? Paul and these apostles, they were not out enjoying life like what we think. They were not out, you know, at the circus they welcomed persecution because to them it meant spiritual growth he said we groan to be in this body we can't wait to take off this old tabernacle and put on that body that glorious body that God has for us that's what keeps us going does anybody understand that you know, your, your part of your suffering is to motivate you to think about heavenly things. If we're not careful, we can take on this mindset that every time we go through something naturally so, every time we're persecuted or we're tried naturally so, we'll make, try to make up for it naturally so. Somebody talk bad about me? I'm going to go out and buy a brand new car and I'm going to show them that I'm a child of God. People have been talking about me all my life and now I'm making a little more money than what I've been making and now I'm making it on my own. I'm going to show you that I'm, I'm not what you say. Or you could just be still. Everybody understand that? God does not intend for you to make up what's, for what's going on in your body naturally so as far as being persecuted, Going through trials or whatever. He don't intend for you to reward yourself naturally so. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? And I think we've talked about this before in discussion. Uh, sometimes we can get on our face before God and we can pray for a, a whole hour. And what does that equal for us? One hour of praying equals two hours of movies. Everybody understand that? Lord, I done spent 15 minutes with you. I'm going to spend five hours just appealing to my flesh. I deserve it. I fasted for a day. I'm going to go out to a buffet and pig out. Does everybody understand what I'm saying now? You don't reward your flesh when it has to suffer. (laughs) You keep it under there, you see. Yeah, what are you doing after you waking it back up? And so when it's time to suffer again, it, it shocks your system, and you're going in this up and down roller coaster, up and down, up and down. You know, and that's not God's will. All right, let's go and keep reading. Verse three: If so that, if so be that, being clothed, we shall be found shall not be found naked. For we that are in His taber- in this tabernacle, do groan, being burdened. Not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed up on, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now, he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Everybody see that? Therefore, watch very carefully, we are what? What? Always confident. Why? Because the same God that allows us to go through trials and tribulations and persecutions and everything else is the same God that gives life to our inner man. He works on the outside of that flesh to bring it down and make it suffer and bring it under subjection. And he also at the same time. So it feels like you just being killed. In the flesh, your flesh is just suffering and everybody understand that. But on the inside, if you pay attention and you submitted to God, your inner man is being strengthened. And so Paul is saying we know that God is saying that he's the one that's doing it. He's killing that outer man, that flesh, and at the same time strengthening the inner man. Now, what would it look like if we're, if we're working against God? Lord, every time I go through something and suffer, I'm going to reward myself with this big vacation and then come back home in debt. You you make what God is trying to do in your life null and void when you reward flesh because flesh then went through a little something. Everybody see? So he says, verse 6, therefore, we are always confident. Everybody see that? Our suffering, our trials, tribulations, they don't don't discourage us because we know who's responsible for it. We are always confident. Everybody see that? Now That's how we have to be. Knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Why? Verse 7. For we walk by what? Faith. How do we walk? By faith. So the Bible says that without faith it's impossible to please God. So listen. Now let's pay close attention to what they're saying there. For we do what? Walk. By faith. Somebody that's got faith, they moving. They walking. Does everybody understand that? For we walk by faith, not by what? Sight. So that, so just in case we don't understand what this walk is, what he's saying is you walking blindly. Does everybody understand that? You walking. So when you walking, you're not walking with your eyes open. Everybody understand that. How I many of you bumped into some walls and into some of these seats in here when you came in? Because you weren't walking blindly; You had your eyes open. You, you could see where you were going. So to walk by faith means you're walking into something that you don't know. You don't see it. Does everybody understand that? But listen. So listen. Let me make this clear. This is not faith just sitting here If we don't sit by faith we don't lay down by faith does everybody understand that faith has a walk to it it has a strut and a confident one at that and some folks that ain't walking by faith they gonna be mad at that strut oh you just an arrogant somebody Paul said we're always confident. Didn't he say it? So everybody agree with that now? That when you have faith, you're going to be walking. In other words, you're going to be moving. Does everybody understand that? Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 8. We are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor. In other words, this is why we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Everybody see that? We labor. Paul had a lot to be discouraged about. Every way he preached, folks wanting to kill him. And in the book of Acts, they had killed him. thrown in prison, beaten with a cat of nine tails on five different occasions. That was up until the point that he had wrote that. It might have been many more afterwards. And at the end of his life, he had had to kneel down and put his his head on a chopping block for them to sever it from his body. You think he was kneeling on his knees crying? Lord, I don't deserve this. Most of the epistles that he wrote, he wrote from prison. That's the reason why he wrote, had to write. He wasn't writing, you know what, y'all some suckers. I done went out and, and got y'all delivered and prayed for y'all and healed some of y'all and y'all can't come see me? Y'all come break me out of here. I'm a servant of God. Now I'll sit right here. I'll preach from here. You know why? Because the word of God is not bound. They're going to deliver this mail. So he said, that's the reason we labored. Even, everybody understands. So somebody, you think about it, some preacher go to jail, that's it for my ministry. If the Lord want me to preach, he's going to have to break me out of here. Or I can ask for some pistol and paper and, and a stamp and start writing, folks, I'll preach from in here. Why? Because faith walks. I'm going to do what I can do no matter what the circumstances are. So that's something that the Lord wants us to understand. That if we the Bible says faith without works is dead. You know why it says that? Because there is no such thing as faith without works. There is no such thing. If you got faith, you're going to be working. Does everybody understand that? If you have faith, you're going to labor. You're going you're gonna to be doing something. That, if faith requires it. I, I believe it. Everybody understand that? And to me, it's a shame that the devil can stop people before they even get out of the trenches good, before they can even get started good. Stop them with doubt. You just started walking in the Lord and ready to give up. I ain't been through nothing yet. How many, how many times have you been stoned? How many times have you been whipped for preaching? Now all it takes is a bad look from somebody. Like, you know, I ain't got to be around these so-called saved folks. All it takes is one bad attitude. Somebody have one bad attitude just one day, and that's it. I, I, I give up. I'm tired of living. I'm de- Let's get in this book. Stop with all this love junk. Get in this book and, and read what they had to go through. That help you take, get you out of yourself. Right now we live in a nation where we can preach freely. (laughs) Everybody understand? We ain't got to dig a hole and have church in it. (laughs) But I'm afraid that this generation is spoiled. Everybody understand that? Spoiled. Don't want to go through anything. So we have, to, we have to be willing to be led blindly. We walk by faith, not by sight. So let's rephrase that. We walk by without sight. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not seen. So you're not walking by faith if you can see it. We walk by faith. Everybody understand that? Now, you know you know the thing about it is, we're going to go there in just a little bit. Here's the thing about faith. Come up here, uh, Brother Will, Brother uh, Benjamin, y'all come up here. Just for a second here. So you get right here. Here, you come around here. Now, y'all going to play two different characters in the Bible. So I'm the new believer. Everybody see You come closer. I'm the new believer. I done come up here, praise God. I'm giving my life. I'm I'm confessing I'm a sinner. You know, I done done some things. Y'all did too. (laughs) But see, so today is my day. I understand I got to confess. Praise God, I'm saved. I'm sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody understand? So praise God, I'm happy. I'm going to follow you, Lord, everywhere. Everywhere you lead me, I'm going to follow. Now, what you have to know is that we all are blind. We all got our eyes closed. That's the believer and the unbeliever. Everybody understand that? We all got our eyes closed. Some of us think they're open, but they're not. They're closed. And that's on purpose. You turn that way, Will. And you follow behind us, okay? So Will is going to play the job of the Holy Spirit. Okay, God, I admit that I need you in my life. So, Will, I'm going I'm to follow you where you leave me. You, you, come on around. Go walk around. All right, we'll walk. You follow him? again, we're all blind. We're, none of us can see. So we ha- y'all can sit down now. We have to be led. And if we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, then who's leading us? And listen, you notice now they were going in different directions. The devil was following to see when I was going to start doubting. And he was right there. Oh, yeah, I'm picking up on some doubt. Uh, He got the gift of discernment, too. (laughs) Everybody understand that? And then we wonder why we ain't getting nowhere in God. Because every time we doubt, we do an about face. And we allow the devil to lead us right back to the mess we come out of. Then when we get a hold of ourselves, we figure, okay, no, I don't like the fruit I'm seeing. Let me, let me get okay, Holy Spirit. Well, you okay? You can lead me now. Everybody see that? And and people spend their whole life doing that, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, doubting, 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 backwards and forwards. Everybody see? At some point, you just got to believe that you're saved, and that you belong to God, and that's that's your building. That's that's where you start at. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's the foundation. We walk by faith, not by how we feel, not by what we can see. Does everybody understand that? Sometimes we get out of our comfort zone. And sometimes God requires more from us. But, you know, he'll squeeze that out of us. Does everybody understand that? You thought, I think about it this way. That when, I was in a, when I was in junior high school, my mother had bought us my brother and I a weight set. And we would lift weights. And most of you, if you lifted weights, you know as well as I do, that if you want to lift heavier weights and get stronger, you have to push yourself past what you would normally do. So I think when, when I first started lifting weights, you know in junior high school, I could maybe bench press maybe a hundred pounds. And my cousin, uh, we would watch him lift weights because he had his weight set first. And he, you know, he would would say, one more, and he would be struggling to get that weight back up. And I would think, man, you ain't got to do that, just do what you normally do and just put the mess up. (laughs) But he got stronger by pushing. Last time I did ten reps. This time I'm going to do 12. And I'm going to press. Now here's the thing. He, we always have what we call a spotter. That's the person standing over you just in case you've pushed beyond your limit. What does the spotter do? Puts his hand under there and help you lift it back up. And that's what God is to us. He's our spotter. But he need for you to press past what you did the last time. Does everybody understand that? Pass what you did the last time and I I, I got you. I'm not going to let this thing drop on your neck. But if we're not careful, Lord, I only did 10. That's all I want to do. I, I only 10 reps is all you're going to get out of me. You know, after a while, God said, well, you already got it. You already know you can do those 10. I'm not going to stretch your faith. Everybody, see that? And that's the person that becomes the individual that's stagnated. Everybody else is blessed but them. And they don't know why. Why? Why? Why am I watching everybody else get blessed? Because everybody else is allowing God to stretch them. Does everybody understand? How many of you ever lift weights with a spider? What is that spider doing? I, you know what? You better lift this up. I sure, because I, I don't know if I'm strong enough to help you out of this one. Is that what he doing? Come on, man, you got it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. He's encouraging you. No, he ain't sitting there. And you badly struggling. He said, "You know your mama don't love you, right? <laughs> You're an unwanted child." <laughs> <laughs> So let's think about this. We got one spider, and we got somebody else there. God, when he's our spider, he's saying, you can do it. Keep pushing. I'm a, you, you can do it. Last time you did 10. This time you can do 12. Give me one more. One more. Then you got the devil saying, no, you ain't going to make it. Don't listen to him. You know, you're not going to make it. You ain't going to be the good wife you're supposed to be. You ain't going to be the husband you're supposed to be. Look at your family. Look at how all they broke up. Look, You can't help it. You were raised in that foolishness. Now here's the thing. It depends on who you're listening to. Whether you're going to do 10 or 12. Everybody understand that? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? Because you have to believe he's there spotting you and he ain't gonna let your neck break, you know, he ain't gonna let the weight drop down on your face. Everybody understand? You have to believe, now that's a loaded scripture. You have to, if you come to him, you have to believe that he is God. What does that mean? That he's stronger than you. Somebody that's spotting the weight that you're trying to push up, they need to be stronger than you are. They need to be able to lift it off of you. So you have to believe God can bench press this whole world with his words. Does everybody understand that? So if you believe that, then you know, okay, God, if you say I can give you two more, I can give you two more. And in that moment where I'm feeling just a little bit weak, I know you're going to put your hand under there and help just a little bit. And you know it, And still give credit that I, I did 12, even with your hand under it. That's how faith walk. Does everybody understand? But we have to allow God to take us into those uncomfortable situations. We have to allow God to lead us. When Jesus Christ walked this earth, he said, lead us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Does everybody understand that? And if we're not careful, we'll tell God, don't lead me anywhere. I'll stay right, I'm saved, I'll just stay right here. I won't see any miracles, I, won't, I ain't got to speak in tongues, I ain't got to have no gifts, I'm just happy that the devil ain't coming at me. I'm just happy to be friends with the world and with believers. Everybody understand that? So, faith has a strut. It has a walk. Does everybody understand? If you have your Bibles, let's go to the 8th chapter of the book of Acts. Y'all know we call it Acts for short. It is the name of the full name of this book is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Everybody understand that? Is everybody there? The eighth chapter of the book of Acts? We're going to start reading at verse 26. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise. Now, who was Philip? in this first church, originally. He was a deacon. I think he was one of the, I think it was seven of them. Um, he was one of the first seven deacons. Now let's think about this now. The need for the deacon, the reason why that office even arose was because there was some dissension between the Hebrew women and some of the Greek women concerning the, the goods that were being passed out. What we call food stamps today. They were, the church was taking up offerings, food and stuff like that, and was passing it out to the widows and different people that had need and things like that. And so there was some dissension. Now, if you can imagine, you know, the devil's been the devil. Why did, why did Hebrew women get more than, than the Greek women? The unbelieving women, why they? everybody understand that? And so then the apostles, it came to their attention. The apostles. Now, we have to say it like that. It came to their attention. And you know what they said? We got a job to do. And it's not meat. In other words, it's not right for us to leave the word of God to tend to tables. Now, right there, 90% of the church world is going to hell. <laughs> because the apostles are too good to pass out food. How do you, you got to learn how to serve. Does everybody understand what I'm saying now? They said it's not fitting for us to leave the word of God to tend to tables. We got a job to do. Right there. 90% of the church world offended. Well, when you're too good to fix somebody's food, you can't preach. Everybody understand? How many of you eat with your toes? How many of you stick the fork in between your toes and, and, and feed yourself that way? Everybody understand that? Everybody got a job to do. <laughs> so the apostle said, we, it's not right for us to leave tables, leave the word of God, and then and go and serve at tables. And he told, they told the people, y'all pray and, and, and seek out seven men. Now listen, that are full of the Holy Ghost. Everybody understand that? Full of the, you had to be full of the Holy Ghost to pass out food in God's name. Now notice, they didn't say, go find seven men that just come into the Lord. They just come in. They, they ain't gonna, they'll be glad to pass out food, doing something. Find seven men who are full of the Holy Ghost. Does everybody understand that? And so when they found those men and they chose them out, them seven men and say, say, well, you know, we're full of the Holy Ghost. We ain't, this Holy Ghost ain't for passing out food. they passed out food and Philip was one of them does everybody understand that so Philip while he's passing out food he didn't get discouraged lord when is my time coming why do why do I have to you know he didn't feel less than nothing does everybody understand He was happy with what God had allotted for him. And because of that. He was doing miracles as well. Everybody understand that? Let's uh, start reading in verse 26. It says, and the angel of the Lord spake unto who? Saying, go, go. uh, I want you to go to the food pantry. At midnight, there's going to be a woman there, and you give her some food. Is that what he said? Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down to Jerusalem, unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. Faith has a walk. Don't need to know all the details. God told him what to do. Arise, go down south. He arose and went. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. Everybody understand that? And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for it to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Everybody understand that? Now here's the other thing that the Lord wants you to see. When God said to do something, you do it. Because if he had stalled a day or two, he wouldn't have run into this Ethiopian. Verse 29, Then the Spirit said, everybody see that? You see how faith is a walk? He walking blindly. He don't know all the details. All he know is go south. When he get there, he's just standing there. Notice he didn't, there wasn't no conversation with Lord, I ain't got no money. I'm a on what do you got for me to do? Why don't you send some apostle or something? I, my job is to pass out food at this table, at this table here. I ain't, I'm not, that's not my calling. Now since you want to call the apostles and stuff, you send them. <laughs> Offense keeps a lot of people from being used by God. Everybody see? Offense is your, your enemy, you see. So he's just standing there. Just just standing there, if you can imagine, just standing in the street, just looking around. Okay, I'm here. What the Holy Spirit told me to be. Not thinking about how much money it's gonna take, how much money it, I ain't got no money to get back home. I don't know where I'm gonna stay. I don't know. I'm not having any kin people here. But you know, I'm standing in the street. Okay, Lord, what's next? Everybody understand. Verse 29. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. Everybody see that? So he had to go to a whole another town, first of all, not knowing why he was going, got there just standing in the street or near the street and while he's standing there, then he received further instruction. <clears throat> now, what would have happened if he had just been there for 30 minutes? Well, ain't nothing happened yet. Maybe that wasn't the Lord. I'm going to go back to where I come from, where this great revival was taking place. You know, because sometimes the devil, he tried to lead you too. Everybody understand? And you got to try the spirit by the spirit. So I'm here, nothing happened, I'm going back. (laughs) I said by the spirit. That's not what that says. Does everybody understand that? So he's standing in the roadway, just look okay, Lord. You know, I'm here where you told me to be. And when he got there, that's when he got further instruction. Now, look look at what he says. Go near and join thyself to this what? Chariot. Chariot. I, that's not my personality. Now I just don't go and get in people's cars. Could you imagine now? Imagine what that's talking about like for today. You just standing on the sidewalk somewhere and and somebody pull up at a stop sign and you standing near the stop sign. And the spirit say, now go open up the car door and get inside. And somebody in that driver's seat ready to pull off. Would you do it? Well, you know, God gave me some sense now, you know. How would you carry that out? You go knock on the window first, excuse me, sir, you don't know me, you know, I I don't want to look crazy, you know, I don't know how your relationship is with God, or if if you believe in it, and what, they they done drove off. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody understand? There wasn't no conversation. Go get in that car. (laughs) everybody see the law will always lead us to do stuff that's uncomfortable to us that's the two mo. give me twelve last time you did ten give me twelve everybody understand go near and join thyself to this chariot and Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah everybody see that does everybody understand that now notice now the bible says that he went and, and, and did what he was told to do and he heard him read the prophet Isaiah now let's pay close attention to this story he heard him read it how did he hear him read it because he was close enough to him and he was not trying to explain why he had gotten to his vehicle he did what he was told to do does everybody understand that? Without trying to explain it on the other side so that he wouldn't get arrested. I'm gonna go join. I'm gonna do exactly what the Lord because I'm just assuming that if everything's gonna be okay. And said, Understandeth what thou thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his sharer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet, this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Now let's pay close attention to this journey. He's sitting up in that chariot with the man. And the chariot is moving now. Philip didn't say, was. just hold on now. This is where the Lord told me to be. So you stop. Tell your people to stop. Let's talk here. Because I don't know, I'm not familiar with this area. He, if the Lord told him to go join himself to that chariot, wherever that chariot was going, that's where Philip was supposed to go. If you will be led by the Lord, everything will happen Right on time, right when Philip got done preaching Jesus Christ to him, what happened? There's a body of water. The chariot was moving towards this body of water. We don't know how long it took for Philip to preach to him and to expound the scriptures and open up his understanding about what he was reading. But in the meantime, Philip was focused on preaching the gospel, not on how far. Okay, let me. We made a left here. We made a right there. Let me. Everybody understand. I got to familiarize myself with this journey we're on. I got to remember the directions. Because I don't know this area. He wasn't concerned about the area. My focus is on preaching the gospel to this man. I don't care where we go. Does everybody understand that? And if we'll do exactly what the Lord tells us to do, before we know it, we'll be by that body of water. Everybody understand? Verse 38, and he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. Now listen very carefully. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord called away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Asotus, and passing through the And passing, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So does everybody understand that? So you see why he didn't have to pay attention to the directions? We're going through a city, I don't know. Okay, we made a left, you know, on 64, made a right, on 100. Uh, Okay, so you still here? Okay, so let me finish preaching. Everybody understand? Didn't have to pay attention to any of that. I'm just here to do what the Lord told me, told me to do. And he believed in God. Now, if he had been paying attention to that, the Holy Spirit wouldn't have caught him away. And that's a lesson for us. As far as the Lord leads you down on some deep, dark road, he'd know how to get you out of there. If you would just be led by him. And listen, and it don't take effort. If the Lord leads you somewhere, it don't take effort. All you got to do is follow him. You don't, in other words, don't worry about the natural side of it. God tell you to do something, you do it. You let God worry about how it's all going to be worked out. Everybody understand that? Let's think about it. He probably had to walk down south. The Holy Spirit didn't catch him up and just bring him south. He had to get there. Either he rode a horse or he walked. But when he was down in this deep, dark pit in a place he was not familiar with, he didn't have to walk back. that's how it is when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, when we walk by faith and not by sight. Everybody understand? Because when you're walking by faith, you don't halfway know where you are anyway. You don't hardly know the next step. You just have to trust God that God is stepping and he knows. Everybody understand that? Now, I wanted to point out this story to show how we can short circuit the Holy Spirit in our lives by paying attention to the natural side of things. Does everybody understand that? We can short circuit the Holy Spirit and everything that he wants to do because, you know, God gave us sense. This is not adding up. Something's got to give. Everybody understand that? That's not the law's will. If it is impossible to please God without faith, faith has a walk, a blind walk. God's not blind. Everybody understand that? And so, what we do, we follow God and we see through His eyes by faith. Does everybody understand? Now, it's important that we get that. I believe the Lord is wanting to take this ministry to places. I mean, spiritually so. That that means that we have to give up what we are used to naturally so. We have to let the Lord stretch us. That's what faith is. And listen, it ain't... So you you allow the Lord to to push you. Come on, give me one more. Give me one more. Okay, Lord, and you gave him his 12, just like what he asked. He'll let you get off the bench. Rejoice, praise God. Thank you, Lord. I I know it was you. Nobody but you. You know what he's going to do? Okay, sit on back down. Give me 15 this time. And that's the way it's going to be until he take you home. Everybody understand? And if you have the attitude, okay, I gave you 12. You just ain't never satisfied. Now let me finish rejoicing in this first. Let me call some folks and tell them about the victory I got. And you know, what's crazy is the folks folks that's around you, they've already gotten up to 30 repetitions. You've been holding yourself up. Everybody understand that ain't nobody. Listen, you get to a point where you start realizing ain't nobody rejoicing like you. You should have been, you should have been doing thirty already. Does everybody understand? <laughs> to you is a big deal, and Lord let you strive for a little bit. Praise God, praise God. I got a new song in my heart. You know all of that. <laughs> Or you can look at everybody else, and they own fifty. And let me sit on down, to see if I can get up. To, you know, you see. Everybody understand that? Yeah. When when you get done praising God, sit on back down, let him stretch you some more, cause that's what he's gonna do. Yeah, that's what he's gonna do. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this word. Lord, we thank you for sharing with us the things that you wanted to say. And Lord, we pray that you will help us to walk by what we heard today. Help us, Lord, to walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, we pray that where we are now, we won't be there next week. Lord, we pray that we look for those opportunities, those times when you are speaking to us, to our spirit man, Lord, to stretch our faith. Those times when you are telling us to do things that we don't understand, and that we may not be uh, comfortable with. But, Lord, we ask that you will help us to be obedient. Help us not to drown out your voice of faith, Lord, by our voice of reasoning. Help us, Lord, to go beyond and not to be satisfied with where we are, but to want to go further in you, Lord. Help us not, Lord, to, to quench your Holy Spirit. help us to follow and to be led by your spirit like sheep, Lord, so that we can go beyond the things that we know with our natural mind. We thank you, Lord, for loving us enough to work with us, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that while we're laying on this bench of life, that you will continue to spot us, Lord. Help us to have faith, Lord, that you're stronger than what we think our failures are. We thank you, Lord for standing there, for encouraging us in your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. All right, if that's all now, we'll go ahead and be dismissed and go back to the back and continue to talk about what we've heard today.